Welcome to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, creative minds, and contributors in and around technology, STEM education, and STEM-related career fields of the future. Visit our website at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. There you will find our broadcasts with guests from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello. Welcome to a rainy Saturday STEM information podcast here on Technology Express. So this is what we call our SIP, S-I-P, STEM information podcast. Welcome. I want to talk about first generation STEM students and the parents of first generation STEM students. Um, That's a a phrase that I've heard in probably last couple of months and I really like it. It's really, um, I think, significant to point out that there are a lot of students who they don't have immediate role models in their family that are in STEM. And those of you who know the acronym, STEM is the acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. And, and we refer to it also as STEAM, which you add in the arts. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Now, when I, we talk about first-generation STEM students or STEAM students, um, it's a lot like when there was a lot of reference to first-generation college graduates. So for the first time, families, especially minority and, and those in low-income uh, families, there might be one person that was the first of their family to go to college. And a lot of times they didn't have the necessary support system um, even to prepare them for college, um, to help them make some big decisions they needed to make going into college, and to guide them through college, even when they ran into roadblocks. So their success was a much bigger milestone because they were treading on new territories. They didn't have immediate family to turn to. So they might have to find other resources and coaches and mentors, but they made it through. And and now um, there are a lot more, there's a, a greater percentage of families that has at least one college graduate. And then the likelihood of others following in their footsteps then um, is exponential. So that's the same with STEM and STEAM. Look at how many families um, where whatever the mother or father does, the children follow in their footsteps. Um, I have some family members that there's about five generations of nurses. My grandmother was a nurse. Before her, her mother was a midwife. And and so it's propagated throughout our family. even I've, I've watched my uncles, they've married nurses. And so it's throughout our family. 
because they've had some type of exposure. Um, and then there's just a, a broader understanding. There's someone that could guide them, um, someone that they looked up to and respected, and uh, someone that had good things to say about the profession. So that said, what about STEM and STEAM? The trick here is, is that, and I, I often share this, is that there are careers that haven't even been invented that the young people who are going into high school and elementary um, that will be graduating in you know, four, six, eight years from now, those jobs don't even exist. So how is a parent to steer them in that direction, especially if they're not exposed even? Um, they can't even make good recommendations or suggestions. Well, uh, one of my suggestions is that make the learning experience a family thing. I love an organization out of Kansas City, Missouri, um, that they have a minority family uh, STEM week. And it started out as a day, but now it's a week. And I'd love to see that become a nationally recognized. And similar to where we have our stump for STEAM, which is all about awareness and also wanting to see that to be uh, kind of the fall edition of the family awareness. And the whole point is, is in order to guide our young people and our children, we have to take a little, a few refresher courses ourselves and expose ourselves so it's a learning together. And it can be fun and it can be quality time. Um, and that said, I've even had a couple of parents find uh, they, they have an interest and went back to school. And so I've had mother and son and father and son go back and get their degrees or their certifications together. So they took it even beyond just doing it for exploratory reasons, but it actually was, um, it allowed them to upgrade their skills and to tap into the whole STEM trend. And why? Why? What's, what's all this talk about STEM? You, you've heard me say this before if you've listened to previous episodes, but it's all about the numbers. This one article that I, I, I look at, it quotes from 2011, that they were predicting about 75% of all occupations would require some proficiency in some component of STEM. That number is now that we're in 2017, that number is now like 99%. 99% of all of the fast-growing occupations will require proficiency in some component of STEM. And that's according to ADECO, A-D-E-C-C-O. I always like to, to share my sources with you um, because check it out for yourself. That's uh, part of that critical thinking. Don't take my word for it. This is important. These are fast-growing fields. These are the high-dollar fields. Um, I love uh, seeing quotes from even our athletes. There's so many young people who see themselves going and being athletes and making the type and living the lifestyle of an athlete. Well, athletes are even beginning to say that when their sports career is over, they're, the only way they're going to make that same type of money that they made in sports is to go into STEM fields. And we have a, 
uh, example of an athlete that um, after his professional football career, um, he used his STEM degree, which was in neuroscience, and he is now a brain surgeon and um, happily uh, performing that profession. So there is life before, during, and after sports, whether that's what you, you know your initial focus is, make sure that your backup plan can sustain that lifestyle that you create should you find yourself in that professional football, uh, in that, that very small, elite, I might say, club of professional football players. But I don't just want to talk about that. Let's, let's explore. If you are a first-generation STEM, what are some things that you could do? So um, every, something that this article is called Everything You Need to Know About STEM as a First-Generation uh, STEM participant. So what is STEM? So a lot of schools are throwing around the term. We talked about it. That is the acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. Those are the four we're going to focus on um, in, in this particular article. It says, getting started in STEM. Does all of all this talk about STEM mean that you have to major in math for four years in college and then dedicate yourself to a life of accounting? And the article says, no, not, not at all. It says, current research shows that people who have a STEM-related degree actually earn more in their careers, whether or not they are actually working in STEM fields. Now, that's, a, that's an important sentence to understand. Getting the degree is one thing and having a background and a proficiency for STEM, but you can work in a wide range of job opportunities. Um, you might do, you know, have the knowledge and understanding of a particular area. For example, I worked with a company that did pharmaceuticals, um, but I know a lot of people in pharmaceuticals, they do things like project management, they do training, um, they do the sales component, the marketing. So all of those support and ancillary areas. So it doesn't mean that they were working in the lab all, all day. Um, so first thing out of the bat, no. That this means that if the focus of your higher education is one of the STEM fields, you're likely to make more money doing what you would have been doing anyway. Okay, so if you wanted to go, I have friends that um, have wanted to pursue HR, but by adding a proficiency in understanding the language of technology and IT, they become tech hiring specialists and make a lot more, still working in HR, but make a lot more than their counterparts. So I know this to be true. I know this to be a fact because I see it with even um, my peers. So you may wonder where to get started or perhaps even believe that your high school grades have already excluded you from becoming an expert in anything related to STEM. That's not true. It's a misconception and a common one at that. So below you'll find a few steps that can get you on your way to being ready and exposed to a STEM-related field. So let me just reiterate that particular paragraph. Is that especially I hear people say, I'm not good in math. And excluding themselves 
before anyone else gets a chance to exclude them by thinking that they can't be in a STEM field. And I think what also hurts us is this whole language of that people who are in STEM are nerds or geeks. Um, that for some reason that they're super smart, they're, you know, they have a higher IQ than everyone else. No, with a little bit of work and effort and finding the right resources and learning styles, anyone can find their niche to a STEM field. Furthermore, and, and I love what this article, as, as I read on, um, says about that you need to kind of shop around until you find something that is comfortable. Maybe it's directly one of those the STEM fields. Maybe it is the A, the art design component. So maybe you're an artist or you, you like creating things uh, from an artistic perspective. You might think that, okay, I'm more of a left brain versus a right brain. But even in today's fields, whether it's fashion or makeup or um, even home decor, I was recently working with someone and we were looking at how to decorate a space. Well, it took math and, and understanding shapes and components and um, there was the visual component, but there was also the very specific uh, mathematical equations of what size and how big and um, proportions. So, again... Over and over, I, I can give you an example, examples where whatever your interest is, there is a STEM component. Remember I said that, that number is now 99% of all careers, let alone those that are growing and thriving. What's the opposite of growing and thriving? Those are the dead-end and dying job opportunities. In 5, 10, 20 years, they might not be around. And the most common reason why they're not going to be around is because technology and computers have replaced them. So, don't let anything discourage you, even if math doesn't come easy, or you didn't get good grades in math, or you're struggling with it at this moment. Don't let that eliminate the science or the technology, the engineering or the art design. Okay? Now, First thing it says is, try a little bit of each area of STEM. Don't be shy. Start, you know, at the very beginning. And here's one of the things, is that they are now introducing STEM at the kindergarten level, pre-K. Nursery schools uh, and daycares are even, say, uh, you know, advertising that they have a STEM program. So I love that. That said, that means that there are some entry-level books and videos, um, and sometimes you've got to start at the beginning. It's okay. And you can do this in the privacy of your own home. Others don't have to know um, that you're starting way back at, at pre-K level just to kind of get yourself exposed to what is the various components of STEM. First of all, you can do it via YouTube videos. Um, another thing is I like going to the library or to bookstores, Barnes and Nobles, um, and I head straight to the back section. Now, I'm doing it under the umbrella of I'm doing research for my podcast, so you, you can use that same excuse if you like. I'll, I'll, I'll loan that one to you. But go over to Barnes and Nobles and 
now, and it's even fun because they've come out with some really uh, cool books to introduce young people to STEM, science, and, and, and different components of technology even. Furthermore, and this is something that we uh, highlighted at our Stump for STEAM, Toys R Us. There's our, there are toys that introduce, I'm, I'm actually, again, doing my research for the podcast, picked up a game that is used to teach coding, the logic behind coding and programming. So I'm, I'm even thrilled about that. So start simple. Um, and if you, you know, you've got YouTube, I've talked about books, I've talked about games, and follow social networks. One of the keys, especially being first generation, is keying in on the different hashtags that are out there, right? Even hashtag STEM, hashtag STEM ed, um, hashtag ed STEM. Um, there's a, a couple of key ones, you know, hashtag tech talk. Find those key hashtags. Also follow those organizations. You've often heard me talk about NSBE, N-S-B-E, uh, BDPA, uh, Blacks in Technology is BIT, Technologists of Color, TOC. Um, you also have Hispanic organizations, uh, SHIP, S-H-P-E, um, LISTA, L-I-S-T-A. So follow these different organizations and the, the announcements uh, about various networking events. Just being around, hanging around, asking a few questions or just eavesdropping. I can't forget uh, WIT, Women in Technology, W-I-T, um, and Pink Tech. Again, all organizations, a way of start to network, starting, and they can even give you some pointers on some resources. So again, dabble in a little bit of everything. Find some videos on, on math. Uh, there's one known as Khan Academy, K-H-A-N. There's V-I Heart Videos. Uh, watch a few of those. Uh, exploring engineering. Again, there's lots of beginning videos. Um, and not just on YouTube. Don't forget iTunes U for iTunes University. I also want to um, suggest a website called Udemy. If you want to invest a, a few dollars. U-D-E-M-Y. Udemy. And then I have to, um, I love this article for pointing out that they call technology the golden goose of all subjects because computer science is among one of the best paying professions even immediately after graduation. Furthermore, when it comes to technology, you have hardware and you have software. Some people like the coding and programming side. Others like the networking and the hardware and the building of the, the components. So, Again, technology, the golden goose. Um, and even know that you can even get into technology with two-year degrees, which is also making it very attractive. Some people are self-taught. They're, they're natural at technology. Now, when you go to college, there's a lot of math involved in technology. And uh, that intimidates some people. But know that there is business information systems or um, management information system, MIS, that you can take in the business school versus under the science and technology college and the uh, business 
information systems has less math. Now, again, being first generation, you might not know that. Um, just finishing up here, there's science. And make sure you explore the various different sciences. There's chemistry, biology, uh, physics, and astronomy, geology. There's the social science as well. All those fall in there. And uh, under biology, of course, there's the medical fields, uh, physical therapy, and, and, and even sports uh, science as well, food science. So there's a lot under that umbrella. Well, I know that I've packed a lot in today's episode. I was very excited. This article was very helpful. So just a quick recap. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be perfect or or excel in all of the STEM-related fields. You just have to find that one that you're passionate about. And secondly, you don't have to settle for a career that bores you. That's a key point. And again, first-generation STEM Again, if you just hear uh, other people talking about it being boring or you're sitting at a desk or um, you have to be a nerd, don't believe the lies. (laughs) I have no other way to put it. Don't believe the lies. I've been in uh, technology for over 30 years. And the first thing I will tell people, I love what I do. I love the, the creativity. I love fixing problems. I love the whole new adventure every day. It's something different. It's something new. Um, And just being innovative and being disruptive. So, and also, students who graduate with a degree in STEM end up finding jobs more easily and make more in their lifetime. You don't have to be a genius or have started early. Just find some good websites, a YouTube video or two, and download some classes from iTunes. And you'll be prepared to take your first undergraduate STEM class in no time. So, message, it's never too late. And add to your list. Tune in with us daily. We have our 10-minute SIP STEAM information podcast. Um, And these are to do just that. Whether you're first generation, we break it down so that it's understandable and something that you can relate to. If you have any other questions or want to talk one-on-one, if you're curious about exploring this a little bit further and you don't have someone in your family that can help guide or coach you, give us a call. We're here. You can also email us at technologyexpresso at gmail.com and we'll send you our other contact information. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. 
Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch. <laughs>